CBS Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Pick 6 Podcast Weekend Preview Edition. Subscribe on iTunes. Rate us, review us, love us. Leave us in the comments things that are stuff and things. Will Brinson here stuttering through that intro. Jason Lockenfora joining me right now. About to have Pete Prisco and Nick Costas on the line in a few. Uh, Jason, we will get to your Scandinavia Death Metal Locks STs of the Week in a second. But first up, by the way, you crushed it. We talked about it. You crushed it. First up, Sashi Brown fired. By the Cleveland Browns on Thursday, uh, in between weeks 13 and 14 is a weird time to get rid of your GM. Yeah. That, that now means we've seen a GM fired the day free agency started, the day the draft ended, yes. the day training camp started, and in between week 13 and 14. What a world. And oh, they didn't include John Dorsey in there. John Dor- Dorsey got fired like... The second the, to last day of OTAs. Like, I feel like it was right before, it was during their final minicamp before I think everybody broke for the spring, yep. for the summer. It's the weirdest. GMs have now become, GMs are the new coaches, and coaches, I don't know what coaches are the new, but like, GMs get so much public attention now as compared to what, it, what happened, yes. um, prior in previous years that you can't run and you can't hide, nope. and you are just as vulnerable as a coach used to be. Yeah, no, without a doubt, without a doubt. And look, this was inevitable. I've been reporting since before the season began, and then as recently as October 1st, I reported on a conference call, not to pat myself on the back, but I took so much flack for this in Cleveland that I'm going to, that they had that Haslam had an October, at a conference call with people in late September when things were already off the rails, and saying, I'm, I'm, you know, we're going to stay the course, and everybody's going to kumbaya, and that all the scouts and front office people were, were crapping their pants because they knew change was coming, and nobody bought his vote of confidence. Just why, if I'm Hugh, if I'm Hugh Jackson, I, I still may not be, uh, I still may be renting and not owning in Cleveland because just because he says he's back right now, we'll see how that plays out after they get a GM. But no, this yeah. was this was inevitable. It was going to happen by the end of the year. Hugh Jackson and Sashi Brown were beyond an untenable combination. And at least one was going to go, and ultimately it still could be both. But to do it when they did it, to your point, is bizarre on a Thursday of a game week. Like, So, I mean, again, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to figure out the Giants make their move, and there's only so many people mm. who are outside of the NFL right now who you could interview for jobs, right? Guys who John you know, are working for an NFL team, you can't interview till the season's over. But there are like Gettleman and Dorsey and some of these guys you know, who were let go at these odd times we just talked about, who are now, in essence, free agents. Now, they don't want to interview for jobs while the other guy still has a job because that's kind of classless, even though some teams would be willing to do it. <laughs> um, so that brings us to this point. So now they're sitting there. It's midweek. The Giants are starting to put together an interview list. We better, you know what? They finally come to their senses and say, we better, we better get to this now because it's a copycat league, and who's to say the Bears don't fire their coach and GM in two weeks if we beat them? because those two teams play, unfortunately, the football gods conspired for that in Week 15. So, yeah, well, I think timing had a lot to do with them sitting around saying, well, we better probably get started on this, too, since we ain't fooling anybody. We're about to go possibly 0-16 after 1-15. Some changes are coming. Yeah, and 
again, it is like I think it's fascinating with the Hugh Jackson stuff how you know Hugh Jackson conveniently. I've never seen a human being who liked more quarterbacks after they weren't drafted by his team than Hugh Jackson. It's like report out. How about this, developing one of the ones you have there? Like how about yeah. starting there? Yeah, I mean, like, and I said this on the Sunday podcast um, after with, with Nick and Pete, and Nick, they made fun of me. But I was like, I'm starting to think that Hugh Jackson's not a good coach, which is kind of a no bleep Sherlock moment since he's yeah. he's never never won on a Sunday with the Browns. But I mean, like, Hugh Jackson is incredible with the media in the way that he gets people to oh, sort he's, of he's a he's a master manipulator. He's PR Svengali. He's a market. He's a master marketer, and he's got certain people in the media who will bang the drum for him regardless of what logic, box scores, videotape, and anything you see with your own lying eyes might tell you. But coaching is definitely a part of the problem there. Greg Williams is doing a heck of a job with that defense week in, week out, getting nothing out of the quarterback, getting nothing out of any wide receivers, until Josh Gordon comes off a three-year suspension and looks like the best player on the offense by a country mile. I mean, yeah, Hugh Jackson's certainly playing a role in this. It's really hard to win one time in, you know, two seasons like that takes some doing from everybody so some of the in-game stuff the way they've managed late game situations when they are still in it the way the yo-yo that he's put kaiser on making him the starter in week one which didn't make any sense and then threatening to bench him just two or three games later and then benching him for two different scrubs in back-to-back weeks and then trying to trade for aj mccarron to get rid of him and then going back to him and then when he finally shows some signs of life the last two weeks albeit limited signs of life, but at least progress, you start opining in the press about, well, we probably still got to draft somebody next year anyway. Like, yeah, yeah, we all know that. You don't have to say it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Hugh Jackson, his resume to me, leaves much to be desired as a head coach. He's never won on a Sunday with the Browns. Had the, you coached on Sundays. You, like your job is to go in on Sundays and win games. He's never won a game on a Sunday. His only win with the Browns is... Week 15 against the Chargers last year at home. On Christmas right? Eve. The game I mean, that sealed Mike McCoy's fate, yeah. Any other coach, like 99% of coaches, even, like, I said this, any any other coach is getting canned in this situation. And the credit to Hugh Jackson for winning the power struggle with Jimmy, but with Sashi Brown. I'll as say it relates again, winning it temporarily. Let's sure. just see how this plays If he goes 0-16, they have to Jimmy camp, Haslam's right? the same guy who in October I reported on, internally told everybody, you're all safe. And he is a fire in a dude, not even, not even wait until the end of the year to blow the GM out. This is a guy who came out a couple years back and said, I guarantee you everybody will be back before the season. Even if we go 4-12, and 12, everybody's back. And then he's fired everybody anyway. I mean, he's the problem. I mean, he's a massive, massive, massive part of the problem. And, I mean, I just think maybe he doesn't want to fire Hugh Jackson right now, but you do a GM search, and then the GMs all say, we'd really rather not have him as our coach. And then he lets the new GM fire Hugh Jackson. And he can say, well, look, I wanted to keep him, but this guy really yeah. wanted to go in a different direction. At the end of the day, I just had to listen to him. Yeah, uh, look, the Browns are a mess. They're not going to stop being a mess. I actually kind of like the Browns a little bit against uh, the Packers, but we'll get to picks, uh, yeah, in a minute with Pete and Nick. First, we got to get the locks. You are is it five and one, six and one, five and one, five and, and one against the Should spread. Be six and oh. I'm still pissed about that Seattle Washington game. Uh, Washington yeah. being the Redskins, not Seattle, yeah. not Washington the state, Washington the District of Columbia. Uh I, I thought about going with Green. Before you go, before you list it, we gotta, we'll, we'll, 
what, we're still hoping Death Blade, Metal, Metal Blade, Metal Blade, Blade Metal, Metal Blade Records. So yeah, Metal Blade I got, Records uh, can get us a Flagel, the the founder and CEO who who is a big fan of this podcast. I got Brian in touch with our buddy EK, uh, one of the brains of the operation there at CBSSports.com, and then EK got a salesperson together. Yes. And now I think I got to check in with Brian again. I think I may see him in New York this weekend or next weekend. But I believe there was an ongoing dialogue there, and Brian definitely had some interest in sponsoring this segment. So, yeah, I mean, I even floated our theme song, whatever. You know, I figure ask for the moon, maybe you get the stars or whatever. So we'll see. Well, we'll definitely keep the good people of a big, good, good, you know, our supporters of the Pick Six podcast. We'll keep them. Uh, hey guys, of what's guys, going you- on. And, yeah, and if they listen. want to tweet at us and at Metal Blade, you know what I mean? Tweet at the Pick 6 podcast and at Metal Blade Records and, you know, throw throw their support behind what I think would be, you know, the, what a power couple we would be. You know, I think, I mean, if we could bring these two entities together, and by the, the way, world that would is, be a better place. That is at Pick 6 Pod is us and then at Metal Blade. So if you're listening and you love the Jason Locker Four Scandinavian Death Metal Lock of the Week and you want to hear something other than me yelling it, tweet at Metal Blade and at at, at EKCBS too while you're at it. At that's our boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. And tweet at Pick Six Pod and say we want Guar, we want Death Metal, real metal doing the Jason Lock and Four Lock of the Week. What's your lock, buddy? I thought about the Packers. I liked them against the Browns. Um, thought about teasing that to try to get myself three points with the pack. But then I did a little more research on the teasers and those bets. You don't make as much money off those, I guess. The money, the, the line doesn't play as well, Depends even on though you're winning you... multiple games, because you're teasing it. So, you know, I also had designs on the Jets, maybe giving a point, maybe as a, as a pick em. I really like that. I really like that. But, Will, what I love, what do you love? this week, let me see the position. Hi. <laughs> Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. I loved them a few weeks back when they played the Dolphins and they were given 16 and a half, and I said they're going to crush them by 21. Now, I know they're going on the road, but do you really think that's an inhospitable place to play? No Gronk. But don't you think that just fires the Patriots up even more to prove a point? Could they be looking ahead to that big matchup with the Steelers? Maybe if someone other than Bill Belichick was their head coach. The defense been very good. Don't get fooled by Miami putting up 34 on an abject failure of a Denver Broncos team. I don't think Jake Cutler's going to like what's coming his way. New England will beat him with the running backs in the run game and in the passing game. Three points for a home game, right? That's not even really a home game. So why isn't this spread 12, six, 13, 14? Six points. They're saying it was – oh, yeah, yeah you, get, you get three points automatically, but right? six, six so points, yeah. It was 16 and a half at Foxborough. It's only 11 here. The more and more I thought about this, I just don't think New England lets up. I don't think Brady lets them let up. Brady wants the MVP award at age 40. Belichick wants to see that defense as high in the ratings at the end of the year as possible. I think they put their foot down, stomped the necks of a divisional opponent that now is probably finally feeling okay about themselves, even though by a lot of metrics Miami is among the most flawed teams in the league. There's other ones I liked a little more than usual this week, Will, but I'm going to ride the Patriots versus Miami for the second time. Let's get it to 6-1. and one. Let's get Guar in the house. 
and happy Festivus for all. Awesome. I love it. And I love how your voice starts to crackle a little bit. Oh, dude. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason I, again, I don't know how those guys do it. All right. I got to make a preschool run. We'll be back shortly to talk with Nick Costos and Pete Prisco. Jason, as always, buddy, we'll talk to you soon. And now it's time to welcome on two dapper gentlemen. I can't see one of them. I can't see the other one as we record this audio podcast. Pete Prisco looks like a little blue egg to me, and Nick Costos looks like Chris Dapp's Porzingis, but shorter and more handsome. (laughs) A lot shorter and probably not as handsome right now, but but I'll appreciate appreciate the introduction, sir. Uh, Nick is wearing a New York Knicks jersey. Um, and this is this is not going to copper to get to get pooped on because this who this is, is the who is the lucky man on the back of your shirt? Oh, it's Porzingis. Oh, it is Porzingis. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, you, so you wait. So you you've actually purchased that recently. Then I got this for Christmas two years ago when he was a rookie. Okay. All right, you got it as a present, so you didn't buy it yourself then. No, but like like my mom asked me like, what do you want for Christmas? So I said, can you get me a Porzingis jersey? So I did technically like I didn't buy it, but I I I, I told as well the person, bought it. Right, right, right. You allocated resources to get a Porzingis jersey. That's how we do things in my family. We ask people what they want, and then we buy it for them. The element. You know what I think I'm getting? You know what I think I'm getting from my mother-in-law for my for Christmas? A cyanide pill. <laughs> new uh, new croquet mallet. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to get a new dog door. I don't know. I'm not really excited about it. But, you know. A new a what? Dog door. Yeah, it's a more energy efficient dog door for our house. I'm 30 and have a child. An energy efficient dog our dog door. door like George goes are in and out of it. Of, are you one of those people that's worried about energy efficiency in your house? What does that even mean? It means you pay less money to the power company. What, like 30 cents a month? No yeah, way. meanwhile, the door uh, costs – Our uh, current door is a major problem. It, it should it should save a, l- a lot of money. But the door, uh, costs like, a gra- the door costs a grand, so you're saving 30 cents a month, so you'll get your money back in about in about 10 years. Wait, Pete, uh, it doesn't cost it doesn't cost a grand. It costs a grand. A grand. A grand. It's a grand it costs, door it costs for, as much as grand. that Porzingis jersey costs Nick. That's how much it costs me. I don't give a bleep how much it costs. Uh, let's get to the picks, baby. No, but wait a second. Just one thing before we get to the picks. How the hell does that come up in a conversation that that would be a great Christmas present for you? We'll get you a new energy efficient doggy door. That's the worst, the worst <laughs> Christmas present of all time. Yeah, yeah I didn't ask for it. Um, she was like, "I'm going to get Don't you. Believe. I'm going to get you a dog door." I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever." That is <laughs> whatever. That is, Pete, Pete, say it out loud again. What? No, 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 no. Like, what? The, what is the present? How the hell does your mother-in-law come across the idea to get you an energy-efficient doggy door for Christmas? It's, it's, what it's the hell is that? It's, 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 it's the worst present idea I've so ever. So here's 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 how it happened: is she came to our house and was like, "You need a new dog door, Brinson." It's like, "All right, cool." Wait, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. She calls me so, Brinson. Yeah. That that what? Yeah. Um. Everybody calls there's me. There's so Brinson. much. Fine. There's so much wrong here. So, so she. Much. So she, yeah, there's a lot. There's a, yeah, yeah. We're really just scratching the surface here. She comes to the house. She's like, you need a new dog door and sends me a link to something on Amazon. I'm like, I'm not buying that effing dog door. Um, and so then it basically morphed into, yeah, you're getting this for Christmas. You, you were going to buy it. You were, I was going to eventually strong arm you into buying it anyway. So here's it. Here it is for Christmas. So it really works out fine for me. I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't have anything, um, in my life that I particularly, have to have right now, I guess. I don't. I mean, I don't this know. is this go. is a pr- pretty good sell job for the fact that you're getting an energy efficient doggy door. For yeah, Christmas. right. Hey, oh boy, I'm so surprised. I'm gonna open that up and let Fido in and out. Oh wow, a dog efficient. door. 
How no. great. A dog door. No, not a dog door. A and, doggy door. Energy efficient. Well, Why didn't you just get to George like a, is a man now, for your Nick. dryer or something? I mean, it's the same thing. Hey, Will, guess what? We got you a great present. We got you something to clean the range. I mean, what the hell is that? Clean the range? Well, we, we, well, Br- hey, Brinson, your shirts don't smell that good. Here are some dryer sheets. <laughs> hey, Will, we noticed, we noticed there's dryers. a little something wrong with your toilet flushing. We're going to get you a, a, a $50 gift card from the local plumber. <laughs> that's just weird like, gets, like, like hey Will your sink's backed up here's some Drano <laughs> eh, I don't feel like it's the same level I feel like a dog door requires you know there's some measuring involved um, at any rate what what cool things are you guys getting from uh, from for Christmas what, what what awesome things you get a Porzingis jersey get out of here I'd rather have a dog door than a Porzingis jersey nah, I'd rather have the Porzingis jersey nah, I don't want to deal with I don't want to deal with your with, 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 with your demonic animal uh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, the doggy door really isn't that expensive. I just looked. You can get them for about 80 bucks. So she needs to get something else if she's going to get you that doggy door. Yeah, I'm sure they'll probably get me like a fleece or something. They'll pull over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fleece. <laughs> a fleece ah. is a nice gift. I mean, what do you guys get from, what do you guys get for Christmas? Like a fleece is more expensive than that good trash you got on your body right now. The, the energy efficient doggy door. That energy efficient <laughs> Porzingis jersey. Yeah. Um. I just I just ask for like gift cards to Nordstrom so I can go and buy buy clothes. That's yeah, it. me too. I all I want is clothes and stuff. Hey, Brit, I mean, hey, you're like a, gift or a, that... a vest or button up. I mean, that's clothes. You guys realize those are clothes. You're like a gift that keeps on giving. By the way, every podcast, there's just something in your life that we just we just seize on it. Well, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Did, did I miss this? So wait, Will, can you can wear the energy efficient doggy door? Is that no, what no, you no, just I'm saying? Said? They'll get me like a fleece or like a vest, a button up, something like that. That's clothes. That counts. Anyway. Um, by the way, do, are you guys involved? Uh, the, this is podcast is coming up th- Friday. Uh, are your picks going in Thursday? Or are they going in? Um, mine are in already, but I didn't take the Thursday game. Yeah, all right. Wow, living on the edge. I almost forgot. I to always put them in on Thursday. I'm not like you. I don't wait till the eleventh hour to put them in. Like, I, 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 I kind of yes, like getting don't. mine in on Friday. Otherwise, I like I'll get up on Saturday and just forget to do it. Correct. No, I put them in on Friday also. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's get to the picks then. Lions at Buccaneers. This game is a oh, hold on, Bobby Brinson. You want to set us up with the standings here, set the stage of what happened on Monday night? You're just gonna blow right by it, like your dog's gonna blow right through the energy efficient doggy door. Um, I guess I, I guess I could. Uh, 31, 33 and one. Pete Prisco, Nick Costos, 30, 32 and three. For you math majors out there, it means Nick and Pete are tied for the lead in this three man race at 31 and a half points per person. Brinson, 29, 35 and one. I just called myself Brinson, whatever. Um, that's 29.5 points. Eric has it at 33 and a half. I like your, I like your energy. I like the effort, Eric. Um, I like you trying to cheat for me. Unfortunately, I am two points back now, thanks to me taking the Steelers and you guys taking the Bengals. I thought we were going to get overtime into a Steelers walk-off into me doing a dance party. That didn't happen. I'm the big loser. But uh, after a three and two week, still pretty warm in the, these last three weeks. How are you guys are how are you feeling about this week? I feel like this week, by the way, Nick might be a dog's bark back week. Um, I'm trying to look at what I have here. I have my five picks here somewhere. Um, I think I agree. Yes, I do agree. How Not completely, you, but I but but I agree on on the whole. I agree. You, think you agree on the bark? doggies? 
You like the doggies this week? You think it's a dog door kind of week? A doggy door kind of week, Pete? How you run through the doggy door? You're going to run yeah, through right. these it's favorites like door. George running through, through that energy through that wonderful dog gift. door? Yeah, it's running through that wonderful uh, Christmas gift from mother-in-law, the doggy door. Uh, yeah, yeah I do like the dogs. Two notable energy – energies, Jesus. What a world. You guys are terrible. Uh, two notable injuries that we'll talk about, Matthew Stafford and Tyrod Taylor. Uh, but, these again, these lines are set on Wednesday. Lions and Buccaneers, it's a pick 'em. The Lions would obviously be favored and probably will be favored if Matthew Stafford plays, probably be an underdog if Matthew Stafford does not, because that means it's Jake Rudock time. Jake Rudock playing football in the NFL. What a world. Uh, Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers, who you got here? Well, I mean, it's hard to pick the game because you don't know who's playing. I mean, it, it, when we're making this pick, we don't know who's playing. Uh, even to say it's not your best bet then. Right. It's not. Um, it is. If Jake Rudick starts, it is a, he's a Florida kid starting in Florida. So that would be interesting. Um, look, the bottom line would it, is, would it be, would it be interesting? Yeah. You say it's a, there is actually zero interest in that. Particular zero story interest. Line. Like Jake, um, Jake Rudock's homecoming. Oh. Florida. But you know what? He played at Michigan, and he's playing for a team from Michigan. How interesting. Uh, go buy a new doggy door and save some money. <laughs> that will never come back to your pocket, ever. Um, you, you won't save any money. I know you. Uh, by the way, I like the Bucks in this game no matter what. I think Tampa Bay at home, Lions playing consecutive road games, always tough. Give me Tampa Bay minus the points. I don't no, love I mean, it, though. You, you can't pick this game right now because who the hell knows what's going to happen at quarterback. Well, it, you it, have to, so pick one. If Stafford plays, I'm taking the Lions, so I think Stafford's going to play because I think he's a tough SOB, not the, type of, not the type of guy to get a energy-efficient doggy door for Christmas. So I will take the Lions to win and to cover. And you know how I know that? Because the Bucks are under 500, and that's the teams that Matthew Stafford loves to beat. <laughs> that's a very good point. Um, yeah, this is a – for me, it's a Stafford situation too. I will take the Bucks if Rudock plays, and I will take the um, Lions if Stafford plays. I am tempted, honestly, guys, to wait and see if we get word on Matthew Stafford before Friday afternoon. And if we do, potentially to even take the Lions as a – I mean, take the Buccaneers as a best bet because I think – Pick change, pick change, pick change. He's changing. Yeah, we don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. that, that that's, if a quarterback – That's sneaky. If Matthew Stafford doesn't play – then that's a big swing. Like, what do you think the line's going to be if Matthew Stafford doesn't play? So, so, pick change, pick wait. change, pick change. That's what we should do now every time he changes one. Pick change, pick change. Uh, so, so, so as of right now, Brinson's two games behind us. I want to take the proactive measure here, Pete, and we should dock him one full game for the chicanery that he has pulled this season and just call it right now that Brinson is actually three games behind us in the contest. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. We're to get a ruling from Eric who's going to tell you that that won't happen. Actually – He'd be yeah right. He'd be three game. He's two behind us now, right? He'd be three behind us. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I agree with you that since it's since we're a committee and majority rules, me and Nick win two to one. You've got three games behind us. Oh my God, we are 15 minutes in, and I feel like Jamie Eisenberg on a Sunday. We haven't made a single pick. This is incredible. Um, look, it's great because it, your life your life right now is essentially the start of the week. So that's it's very good. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's not that far off. Uh, Bengals hosting the Bears. Bengals minus six and a half. Ooh, it's a high line, Pete, considering they just gagged away in the most Marvin Lewis Bengals fashion on Monday night. And it's a short week. I mean, that's always tough to do. That's tough to handle for a team. But uh, look, they're going to win this game and they're going to win it easily. I, I, I like the Bengals. I, it's an ugly game. It's bad football, but some form or fashion, I'll take the Bengals. They'll find a way. Their defense is actually, you know, 
play pretty good football up until a few spots in that game. Uh, I, I like the Bengals. I, I think that both of these teams are done, but I Finished. think the Bengals. I think the Bengals are D-U-N, done. And I think we saw that on Monday night. I don't know how the hell it's going to happen, but I think the Bears are going to keep it close. Pete, I'm with you. I think that the Bengals win, but give me Mitch Trubisky and the Bears to fall inside the number. I think Pete actually took the Bengals, right? I did I take know. the Bengals. Yeah, I got the Bengals, too. Um, I don't love them, though. Six and a half is a lot. It's begging you to take the Bears, though. I think the Bengals are just a better football team. A.J. Green gets loose uh, for a big game, and the Bengals win by a touchdown. They, they can beat bad teams. And the Bears Un- lost at home to the 49ers last week. Enough said. Bears are terrible. John Fox is the worst coach in the league. Um, He's better than Hugh Jackson. I know you already talked about that Browns nonsense with JLC, but I would take John Fox over Hugh Jackson in one second. Well, he's got skins on the wall, at least. Yeah, right? he has. John John Fox has more Super Bowl appearances than Hugh Jackson has wins with the Browns <laughs> in almost two seasons. Yes, correct. Um, Bills hosting the Colts. This is another situation. Tyrod Taylor, a knee injury. I think that this is a. My guess would be here that you don't see Tyrod Taylor and that you do see Nathan Peterman. The Bills are three point favorites. Um, on the super contest line, I don't think you can really find a line out there right now. Uh, I'll look and see what else is available, but I mean, you know, it's just a, it's just a tough line to handicap because the you have a team that's terrible in the Colts and a team that's okay in the Bills, but mostly terrible. And we don't know if Tyrod Taylor's going to play. Who you got, Pete? Look, at the end of the game last week in the Colts game, there was stuff going on on the sidelines that doesn't bode well for a team that wants to continue playing, particularly when you're playing consecutive road games, even with Peterman starting a quarterback. I think the Bills are going to run through them. I think McCoy's going to have a big day. I don't love the game, but I, if I had to pick it, I would pick the, the Bills minus the points. I think I take the Bills no matter who plays quarterback in this game, whether it's Peterman or Tyrod Taylor. I can't believe I'm saying that about Nathan Peterman. But look, like mathematically, the guy like can't be worse than he was in the first half of that game against the Chargers when he threw the five picks. Buffalo's got to have this game in front of the rabid fan base at home, keep the playoff hopes alive. I like the Bills. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's just, a, I, don't, I don't know. Who are this you, who are, who are you, Bill Lumberg? Like, what the that hell was, was that? Yeah. was my, that was my best, uh, that was yeah, my... the door, doggy door just swung open. Yeah, yeah, yeah you <laughs> got me a that? doggy door for Christmas. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in on Saturday. Yeah, that was my Lumberg, yeah. Um, well, I'll take the bills. The Colts are trash. The Colts are toast. They don't care about Chuck Pagano. Did you see Chuck Pagano brought? Did you, did he brought copies of Groundhog Day. Yeah, I saw DVD it. copies of Groundhog Day to reporters who had never seen Groundhog Day before. I think he's awesome now because he's reached the he's in YOLO mode right now. He's like, I'm getting yeah, fired, yeah. so I'm I'm going out in a blaze of glory, having a good time. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a special guy. Jaguars hosting the Seahawks. Jaguars minus two and a half on the Super Contest line. Pete, your Jacksonville Jaguars with a chance to capture. Well, A, they're not my Jacksonville Jaguars. I just happen to live in that town. Um, I, I think this is a, a proving game for them. Uh, they don't get any attention. They don't get any, a lot of love anywhere. If they can <laughs> slow down, uh, you know, guy who's playing at an MVP level there, I said it, Russell Wilson, then I, I think they get a lot of attention. I think they do slow them down, too. I think they're going to brutalize them up front this week. I really do. I, wa- I watched Seattle on tape yesterday. My God, the guards are awful. They're awful. Calais Campbell and Malik Jackson and gang are going to come right up the middle and just bury him. He's going to throw a couple picks. Uh, I like the Jaguars minus the points. Don't love them, but like them. 
Nick, oh, can we get a uh, can we get a committee ruling here? Are they Peach Jaguars or not Peach Jaguars? Oh, they're obviously Peach Jaguars. That's what I thought. It's not even a okay. question. I yeah. hate every team in the league, and I hate every player in the league. Just put it out there. Except for the Jaguars, which you like, because when you sit with us in the green room, the TV closest to you always has to have the Jaguars on. Because Period. I work on the I, I work on the radio the show there on Monday, you buffoon. I, I, I'm not yeah, okay. So yes, you you like the Jaguars, and you know what? I like the Jaguars too. No, Uh-oh. I don't like the Jaguars. Whoa, here we go. I love the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Seahawks coming up on Sunday. Blake Bortles, I don't know if he's going to have a good game or not. It's not going to make a difference. This Jaguars defense going to take the Russell Wilson MVP train right off the tracks. Jacksonville wins by 10, and the Jaguars cover one of my best bets. I also really, 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 really like the Jacksonville Jaguars, which means your first kiss of death special, the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half. Kansas City Chiefs. Minus four, hosting the Oakland Raiders, Pete. Yeah, I mean, look, to me, the Chiefs are awful on defense. The Raiders haven't been great on offense, but for me, this is more about the Chiefs' defense. They can't stop anybody. They made McCown look like uh, Joe Namath in his prime. To I will take the Raiders on the road. I'm bucking trends here. There's a lot of trends that go against that pick, but I just think that this Chiefs team is in the tank. I like the Raiders. I don't love them, but I like the Raiders. Uh, you know, I take the Chiefs every week, and every week the Chiefs screw me. So I'm going to do something different this week. I don't love it, but I'm going to take the Raiders because I'm tired of Andy Reid off the bye, and I don't cover my bet. So I will take the Raiders here, plus the points uh, for no feeling other than I'm tired of, of taking Kansas City. Yeah, if you're going to bet this game, just bet the over. I will take the Chiefs. I don't think I love the Chiefs. Um, A lot of people taking the Chiefs in our picks league. Pete, the only one so far. Dave Richard doesn't have his picks in. Humiliating, Dave. It's Thursday at noon. Get your life together, Dave. Um, Jamie Eisenberg, by the way, has a commanding lead. 103, 82, and 7. He is, I believe, four games up on the next closest guy. And a cool seven games up on Pete and almost ten games up on me. Um I, I don't know. I just like the Chiefs here. I think they they've got to they've got to cover and win one of these games, right? If they, if they lose this game, they're gonna we're gonna be right and they're gonna finish third in the division. So I will take the Chiefs if for no other reason than I don't know why. Vikings at the Panthers. Panthers home underdogs by two and a half points. Pete, look, you're playing consecutive road games outside the division on the road. You beat a good team last week in Atlanta. You're going on the road against a good team in Carolina this week. I love they're getting Greg Olson back for how long, who knows, but he's coming back. I love me some Carolina Panthers this week against the Vikings. Uh, Give me points at home. I'll take them. Honestly, it kind of makes me sick to do so because normally this is a spot where I grab the Carolina Panthers and I don't think twice about it, but I ain't doing it here because I think the Vikings are really good and I'm not convinced that the Carolina Panthers are really good. And I think the Vikings pass rush is going to get to Cam, make life uncomfortable for him. Case Keenum doing enough in the passing game. The Vikings win. The Minnesota Vikings cover. Glad we're not all in the Panthers. I think I love the Panthers because I'm I'm in on this dog train, and I think the dogs are going to win this week, and dogs are going to surprise some people. Um, you know, the one thing I will say is that when you look at what Carolina does and what Minnesota does, 
Minnesota is a bad matchup for the Panthers. They get so much pressure on the edge. And if you go back and watch what Cameron Jordan did to the tackles for Carolina last week, Jesus. I mean, Everson Griffin's going to have a field day. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising if he sacks Cam three times, maybe four. If the Panthers can do a good job of establishing those quick outs and getting the ball out of Cam Newton's hands, utilizing Christian McCaffrey in the offense, and maybe springing a couple of plays, um, you know, they got pounded by New Orleans, but they could have beaten them if they hadn't fumbled a punt and, and done some other dumb stuff. Uh, Daryl Worley dropped an easy interception. I, I think Carolina can win this game. I think it's going to be a low scoring close game and I will take the points plus two and a half. Next up, Packers at the Browns. The Cleveland Browns fired their GM. Everybody's pumped up to see the Browns play the Packers in Cleveland. Cleveland's getting three points, Pete. Who's pumped up to see that game other I'm than in Green, other than Green Bay, who is hoping to hold on until they get Aaron Rodgers back? If and, Green Bay wins this game, they are f- and firmly. And look, so Green Bay, here's what Green Bay wants to happen leading up to the week. Um, they want the Panthers to lose to the Vikings, and they want the Falcons to lose to the Saints. And if they beat the Browns, there is a big old window opening up for Aaron Rodgers and company. But, I mean, they need some help, too, though. I mean, they're going to have to get some. No, I literally described the help that they need. What is it, what's the help they need? Go they ahead. need the Falcons to beat the Saints. Maybe it's happened. We recorded this on uh, – they need the Saints to beat the Falcons. Excuse me. They want the Saints and Vikings to pull away in their divisions, Panthers and Falcons to lose and come back to earth, and then they can jump into that wild card spot. Well, look, if they get in, you know how dangerous they'll be with him in there. I, look, I think this is going to be a close game. And, and even though on my picks it says that I have the, the Packers because I didn't didn't have the Packers, just like last week I didn't have the the – one other game they messed up on me. But the bottom line is I think this is a situation where Cleveland hangs around, not for anything that happened this week, just because I think, you know, maybe they like you, Jackson, and maybe they don't. Who knows? But if they, I think they do, and I think they're going to hang around, stay in the game. Green Bay will win it, but it'll be close. Give me the points. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what my number one rule is of gambling in the year of our Lord, 2017. Don't bet on the Cleveland Browns. Give me the Packers. <laughs> I don't care what the spread is. I'm taking Green Bay because they're playing Cleveland. No more Sashi Brown. Hugh Jackson's still there. He doesn't have a clue. This team stinks. They're going winless. Give me the Packers. I'm going to take the Browns here. Um, no real, no real reason. Don't lie. It's a home dog situation. I'm telling you, I think it's a dog week. Um, I don't feel good about it, but Brett Hundley, when I say on Sunday, like he did enough, but enough was like 84 passing yards and 66 rushing yards. The Browns' defense has actually been kind of interesting, and they, they, I think that maybe they make a turnover, they keep it close. Just gotta, just gotta, they gotta get a win at some point this year, and I think this might actually be the week. I like the Browns to win the game. I don't know if I can take the Browns as a best bet because you're right, Nick. They've been just horrendous against the spread. Texans hosting the 49ers. Texans minus three, Pete. Yeah, and and you'll look at this and say, well, why is it minus three? Well, the 49ers play in consecutive road games, and they're simply not a good team. Look, the bottom line is they went to Chicago last week and won the game, so now all of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo's the next coming in some people's eyes. He played good, but now you're on the road. I thought Tom Savage played a nice game last he week. played good? Don't, don't, you write, don't you write for a living? Played, played well. well fool. Played well. Yes. No. Like, you you're don't. The, you, actually, don't play, you're the fool. you don't play croquet good, Pete. You play croquet well. No. Wow. What is that? You went with your uh, your uh, Raleigh accent on that one. I like. You know. It. I, you know. I thought about is just going full heel and like just doing like all my radio interviews in a in a redneck accent. I gotta tell like, you, that is not going heel. That would be going turning face. 
Isn't that what a heel is? Turn heel. But I, I love, I love the, I love the Texans. I like the Texans in this game. Look, the Texans are, the Texans to me will come home. They've been on the road two games and they will find a way to win this game. I t- look, Tom Savage played well and, and I know the Titans stink on defense, but he played well last week. I think this is going to be a good game for him. I like the Texans minus the points. Uh, well, just so you know what a heel turn is, a heel turn means like you become a bad guy. It means like you were a good guy and then you become a bad guy. If you were to start doing your radio interviews in the Southern accents, I feel like people would like that. It would be a face turn is what it's called. You become oh, a oh, oh, so you're say- oh, so you're saying that I would be like more likable than I uh, currently uh, I, mean, I, I mean, who doesn't like people that speak in that accent? Like who? I would think people would love that. Huh, is a heel um, turn only a wrestling phrase? I thought it was like an actual. No, it's a wrestling phrase. I mean, I understand that a bad guy is a heel. I get that. I always thought that like a heel turn was, you know, turn a 180. See, I wouldn't no. know that. Ter- I wouldn't know that turn because I never watched that fake stuff. Yeah, you're too busy running it out the doggy door. Um, no, no, a heel turn means like you're a good guy and then you become a bad guy. Yeah, maybe. like Hulk Hogan with the WCW. I get, I get it. Th- that's the a heel NWO, turn. Yeah. NWO, yes, yeah. but it's not just a 180. Like it's got to be like you become bad. Uh, okay. If you work I didn't. Guy, you're not bad. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of like. I kind of thought it would be a little bit rogue. To maybe I guess I'd be more likable like that. Uh, I, what if I just start doing the podcast like this? Would you guys listen to me for 45 minutes if we talked only like this? I think it's pretty funny, so I would like it. I wonder how long I keep going and if eventually it would just take over my life. 100% would. I used to work with a guy at NFL Radio at Sirius whose name I will not mention, and we used to do this voice, and I'm not going to say why we did it because I would get fired, but we did it drunkenly uh, for at the Super Bowl for like a week straight to the point when one night we were drunk and I couldn't stop doing it, and I thought in the moment, like, this is how I'm going to talk for the rest of my life. Oh, my Thankfully, God. Uh, Thankfully, I woke up the next day and I was fine. But yeah, that was a little terrifying. So, Brinton, I would like to hear you do a northeastern voice, like a New York voice. Do it. You mean like from Boston? You mean talk like I'm from Boston, Pete? That's that yeah. is the worst Boston accent. I've never heard sound like you do a Boston accent. You do one. All right, let's just. I'm 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 bulling through this here, and I'm gonna turn heel right now, guys, on the Houston Texans, and you know why, Pete? Because Jimmy Garoppolo's on the other team, and you I love am Jimmy all Garoppolo. in. On the, yeah, the Niners are going to win because they have the best player on the field. They got Jimmy Garoppolo. The Niners go into Houston, guys, and they're not just going to cover. They're going to win, and I don't like it. I love Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, we're the on the other side of that one this week, to win the game. Uh, I got the. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Nick. I like the 49ers. I don't know if they're a best bet, but I, I think getting points with Jimmy Garoppolo against a team in the Texans that might be checking out, but needs to know that they are playing for draft position. Unfortunately, the players don't care about that. Give me the 49ers in this spot. My Los Angeles Chargers. I'm just doing all kinds of weird stuff now. Uh, minus six against the Redskins. Pete. But that's a big number. But this Redskins team, to me, they're done. They're toast. Long trip. Season over. Played poorly at Dallas last time out. To me, this is a bad situation for him. Chargers are riding high. Phillip Rivers is playing good football. He will light them up. Big day for Rivers. Like the Chargers. Don't love them. Yeah. I'm going to go the other way here. Because I don't just like the Washington Redskins. I love the Washington Redskins. This is buying stock low on the Redskins here. Everyone's going to take the Chargers because the Chargers are riding high. No one's going to take the Redskins because the Redskins are in the tank. That's when you jump into the crevasse next to Jay Gruden, Kirk Mm. Cousins, Daniel Snyder. Give me the Redskins to cover the number. Chargers win by the field goal. Um, I love 
that you, my friend, are picking the Redskins because I freaking love the Chargers. I shouldn't have taken them 14. That was a bit much. But the, the Los Angeles Chargers in this spot, I don't love them just because I love the Chargers and I want them to win. I love the Chargers because I'm looking at this injury report for the Redskins, and two things stand out to me. Trent Williams, DNP Wednesday. Morgan Moses, DNP Wednesday. If those guys don't play, don't practice and they don't play and the Redskins are without their top two tackles, it's going to be a Joey Bosa dance party on Kirk Cousins' face. How you like me now? Chargers roll. I love the Chargers. Minus six. Anything less than a touchdown. I think they will win and they will cover and they will be in first place in the AFC West when they wake up on Monday morning. Jets at the Broncos. The Jets are sort of road chalk at this point, although the Super Contest has the Broncos as a pick em Pete. Two bad teams enter Denver. One leaves with a worse record. Who you got? How the hell are the Jets even considered to be a favorite in this spot? I mean, the Broncos aren't a good football team, but... The Broncos haven't won or covered since October 1st. I know, but the Jets aren't Jets good are really either. The Jets I, I know, I know, I know, but... Like the media no, the Jets to... aren't... A, are the Jets a good team? They should be favored on the road against anybody. They're not a like, good football team. Like, Pete, cancel your plans to go to the beach. The meteor is about to hit. I know, but... <laughs> if, it, if it hit, let's hope it hits you right smack in the forehead. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, you're, you're close enough, and by the way, your forehead's the size of Arkansas, so it would hit you first. And yours if it hits is, me, it's hitting you. Yours is the size of Rhode Island, but it's soon gonna be the size of Massachusetts as it inches back every day, inch by inch. Goodbye, air. Hello, Pete Prisco, and you know what I got? I got the Denver Broncos. I don't love them. I just think their defense is gonna play in this game. I, Josh McCown can't keep it up. He just can't keep it up. He won't keep it up. I like the Broncos. Uh, you know, we've been saying this for a long time, and Josh McCown, there's there's like some, a Viagra joke to be made here that I won't make, but he's going to keep it up coming up on Sunday because the Jets are the better team. The Broncos are the worst team in football, and Trevor Simeon stinks. The Jets go on the road in Denver. Last week you loved win. Trevor Simeon. Yeah, well, this week I don't. um i like the broncos here same reason uh dogs rise up i I have them on my long list of teams i can't make them a best bet because they scare me too much i'm mad i didn't take that i ended up taking the steelers instead of the the jets last week that was a foolish mistake i do think the jets are a better team than denver but i think that denver with the keep to lead back this week you're going to see them lock down that pass game and I think the Broncos come away with a win. They can't go to 0-9. Um, what do you guys think about Vance Joseph's little slogan for this week? Did you hear about that? Do you hear about this little slogan? I'm having, I'm having the time of my, my life. No, no, no. It's worse. It's, no, no. Did you hear about his slogan for this week? You, you, no. You've not heard about this? No. He, came, he told reporters, he goes, our slogan for this week is no survivors. Like, like okay. Yes, it doesn't well, make any sense. Is, is he referring to his job status? <laughs> right, as a job know. survivors. He's like, uh, we, we're going into this game and we're saying no survivors. As in, as in, like everyone dies, Vance, or like everyone's gone. What do you like? What do you mean? It's a terrible slogan. Rams, oh, excuse me, Titans at the Cardinals. The Cardinals once again a underdog at home to an AFC South team. The last time it happened, it was the Jaguars, and they beat Jacksonville. Do you think they will beat Tennessee, Pete? I do. I'm on the Blaine train again. Look, the Tennessee Titans are not a good football team. They shouldn't have won at Indianapolis. They probably shouldn't have won last week against the Texans. And now they're going on the road. And Arizona's not a good football team. But they do have talent on defense. The Titans have all kinds of problems throwing the football. They're not good on defense. 
I love me some Arizona Cardinals this week. No, I like the Cardinals, but I can never love a bet that includes Blaine Gabbard. So. Blaine Train! No, I'm not getting on the Blaine Train. That, 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 you can sit on the Blaine Train. I'm out. I'm on the Garoppolo Train. You sit on the Blaine Train. Good luck. Wait, so the Blaine Train's like in the station with one wheel. It's just this, it's just this old busted train with like peed on it and like do and like old crazy people who yell at clouds. By the way, I'm not really on the Blaine train. I'm, I'm joking around about that, but I think they do win the game. Um, he's, he's played better. He's played better than he did. Stop it. Okay. I got the, uh, I got the Cardinals here. I might love the Cardinals. The, tech, the Titans are terrible. The Titans are t- terrible football team. Game of the week, baby. Rams, Pete's. I mean, Knicks, Rams against my Eagles. Who comes out victorious? The Rams minus two, Pete. I think the the Eagles are playing consecutive road games, even though they stayed on the West Coast. They got beat up. There's always the beat up by Seattle factor. And for me, I think the Rams at home, this is a big proving game for them. I like the Rams. Um, I like the Rams. I don't love the Rams. I can't make it a best bet here because I think Philly could easily come out and win this football game. I'm just excited to watch it, honestly. Since you're giving the Rams a less than a field goal, I think that's pretty good value for Jared Goff and company. And I think Sean McVay is a better coach than Doug Peterson. And I will say this because I haven't said it yet this week. I think on Sunday Night Football, we saw Doug Peterson have a couple coaching fall pause, the one challenge that he absolutely should have made. I think at some point this year, and I've said this before, Doug Peterson in a big spot is going to screw the Eagles with some horrendous game management. We could see it manifest itself again coming up on Sunday in L.A. Hope everyone in Southern California is staying safe with those wildfires. I'm going to take the Rams to win, and I'll take the Rams to cover. I got the Rams as well here, which means that's our second leg of the kiss of death. You can take the Seahawks and the Eagles getting points on the road, I think I just think this is a this is just a good game. This is going to be an awesome game to watch. Two good teams. The the two guys I want to watch: Fletcher Cox and Aaron Donald, um, defensive player of the year candidates. I will say that if you go back and look at uh, how old uh, Sean McVay coached up Kirk Cousins against Jim Schwartz last year, pretty good numbers in that uh, in that game. I could see Jared Goff having a nice game, getting the ball out quickly. Um, I think this Rams team misses Jared, I mean, uh, Robert Woods a little bit, but, but you do see them. They, they didn't play perfectly against Arizona and they still won comfortably. I think they're a very good team. I think they will beat the Eagles. It will be a very close game and would not be surprised, obviously, if Philadelphia won. Cowboys at the Giants. Eli's back, Pete. Yeah. And you know what? I think, I think this is going to be the Giants Super Bowl this year. I, I get rid of the coach. Spagnola is going to take over. Eli's back in at quarterback. And the Cowboys, quite frankly, I know they played well last week, but I still don't think they're a very good football team. This is the Giants Super Bowl. Give me blue plus the points in this game. I think they 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 keep they hang around. They might even win the football game. Eli's you know coming. I lied. <laughs> I lied. By the way, I knew I'd get Nick going. Nick, they stink. They have no chance in this game. <laughs> wait, Cowboys twenty four fourteen. I knew I would get them going on the Eli thing. Go was ahead. That a, go yeah, ahead. Was that a heel and this is this is so funny. Like, I give a damn what you think about the game. Like, you, you said it all is going to have any impact on what I was going to say. I'm going to take the – I was going to take the Giants here. They could have gone back in time, the Cowboys could have. been got Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, and the 90s offensive line, and I would still take the Giants in this spot. You know why? Because my quarterback's back, and damn it, that's my quarterback. Oh, my God. That's pretty good. Eli's coming. 
You guys are nuts if you don't think the Giants are going to win this game outright. And look, maybe they won't, but I got to do it. I got to take them. The Giants don't just cover. The Giants win the game. I love Big Blue, and I am fully prepared to make a $500 donation to the Human Fund when the Giants win on Sunday. I can't believe that that Jason and Pete didn't know what the hell the Human Fund was. I didn't watch Seinfeld. Who doesn't watch Seinfeld? You're like, you're like Peter Schrager once said that of NFL Network and whatever else he did, Fox, Man of Many Hats, once pointed out that there's no good jokes from Seinfeld that you can use in like common, um, everyday, you know, parlance and conversation. That's just wrong. It's just false. Or you can use all of them. Yeah. Or they're just great. Now, granted, you do come off like a mid thirties, uh, you know, white person, but still. Right. Guess, guess I, what? I was, guess what? I'm 34 and white. So <laughs> I was never a Seinfeld guy. Never was. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I love the Giants here. I really love the Giants now that you went full heel turn. Did you just spend 30 seconds explaining why you love the Giants and be like, psych, I love the Cowboys? I, mean, that's well, I could see Nick's face getting all – I could see him. He was getting all happy. I knew he was going – I knew this is like Eli game. This why is would the I Eli care? game. It's no, Eli. Like, would, He's no, back. I, His hero's back in the quarterback. It's the Eli game. He'll be wearing the Eli jersey next week. No, but in all seriousness, like, why would I care who you – why would that affect anything? I'm just messing around with you. I do think, I do think that we are going to get an F.U. Ben McAdoo game. Like, a, like, a, like Eli's going to play well. The defense is going to come out. They want to win this one for Eli. I mean, give the guys something. They can ruin the Cowboys' season if they do it. They did this with the Redskins last year. They had – um, they, they played their, they, they played their starters against the Redskins when the Redskins were trying to make the, the playoffs. They know the Cowboys can make, can make the playoffs with this win. Eli can just go double barrel, middle finger at all the haters out there. I got the Giants. I might love the Giants. By Steelers the way, host. Yes, Nick, Pete. Nick has been rooting against them for like the last month, by the way, because he wants a better draft pick. No, because, no, and, and what's the most important thing that you're leaving out? Fire McAdoo. And? Fire Reese. And it happened. So now I'm back in. Right. Oh, he's back in now. Steelers hosting the Ravens. Steelers minus five, Pete. I like the Ravens in this game. I know, look, their offense came alive last week against the Lions. Flacco actually threw the ball down the field, which he hadn't been doing, which is a good sign. The Steelers had problems stopping Brett Hundley a couple weeks ago. Uh, And Andy Dalton. Yeah, and I think the Ravens are going to score some points here. But Pittsburgh will win the game by a field goal. You give me the five. In this rivalry, I'll take the points. In fact, I love the points. Oh, so you're taking the Ravens as a best bet? Yeah. Oh, I think what we've got here, everybody, is a little separation Sunday because I love the Pittsburgh Steelers to Loser! beat the Ravens by 10. Go ahead. Yeah, you yeah, you take this Ravens secondary down Jimmy Smith here against Antonio Brown and the Steelers offense. Pittsburgh is going to blow the doors off the Ravens here. I love, love me some Steelers. I might love the Steelers. They burned me last week. I'm a little worried that Ryan Shazier being out is going to cause the defense trickle down effect. We saw that, uh, with the, with the, the, look, the Bengals should have won that game. Just keep throwing up bombs to friggin' AJ Green. Like, what is your problem, Andy Dalton? You ruined my fantasy year. You ruined your season. You're terrible. Uh, I like the Steelers here. I don't think they're going to be a best bet there. Monday Night Football, Patriots at the Dolphins. No Rob Gronkowski due to suspension because he is a WWE heel. Pete, that's a, that means a villain. Uh, Patriots minus 11. You know, normally I would say the Dolphins are the play in this spot because they, they've historically done a nice job against New England down in South Florida. But 
I just don't see it this week. I'm sorry. I I, th- I think the Patriots have played great defense the last you know seven eight games six seven eight games, and, and I think it's going to ro- show in this one. Give me Tommy Brady. Give me the Patriots minus the points. Normally, I think this is a spot where you take the Miami Dolphins because they're home underdogs of double-digit variety, and I always, always, always auto-pick a team in that spot. Not in the year of our Lord, 2017. Not against the GOAT. Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady. I don't care how many points it is. Jay Cutler's playing quarterback for the Dolphins. Their season's over, and it ain't Trevor Simeon and the Broncos coming to town. It's Tom Brady and the Patriots. I am laying it. With Tom Brady in New England. I don't care. The number could be 16 and a half like it was when they played at Foxborough. I'm still taking the Patriots. I like the Patriots here too. The, the, the 80% of the money on their 80% of the bets on, on the Patriots and the line moving from 12 to 11. No, seriously, bet the Dolphins if you're betting the game. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, this, it's a, the, the Patriots are going to win the game, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, get them in a teaser. Get, get, the, get the Patriots involved in a teaser. That's what you do. Tease the, uh, I'll tell you what you do with the teaser. You tease the Eagles up to plus 12 and a half. But whatever, whatever Will's saying here is guaranteed to lose. I want guaranteed. the conductor, conductor, write this down. What, what Will is saying. I guarantee it loses. Let's get the, uh, let's get the Eagles up to plus 12 and a half. We will take the, um, wait, you're, you're taking a 10 point teaser? Three teams, three teams teaser. Okay. I will take the, um, who else do I want on this? I will take the Cardinals plus 13, and I will take the uh, the Patriots minus one. Pretty good Born teaser. loser. All right. We'll let you know how that goes. Parlay uh, the Dolphins, Seattle, and, and Philly for the uh, – And you're a winner. For the, uh, for the pick six, whatever, lock of the kiss of death thing. All right. Let's get out of here. For Nick Costa. Oh, we're going to do our best, best bets. bets. I every week. I forget every week. All right. Nick, go ahead. Pete, go ahead. All right. My best bets. Panthers. Oh, boy. Texans. Cardinals. Rams. And Ravens. Wait. One more time for me, Pete. Say it again. Panthers. Texans. Cardinals. Rams. Ravens. All right. So you and I have two differences this week. Mm. I'm, I'm going to take the Redskins. I'm taking the Jaguars. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking my San Francisco 49ers with my quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. And Eli's coming. The New York football giants. I'm going 0 5. I'm going to go with some dogs and one favorite. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals. Copy of my Blaine, paper. Wow, Blaine Train. The Carolina Panthers. What do you think about that, Pete? You and I. Copy together, of my paper. Together. Um, I'll get these written down. I'll take the Chargers as a favorite. A little pickoff against Nick. I will take the Giants getting four at home. And then why? I. Why, why are you taking the Giants? Because F Pete. That's why. F Pete. I, I, I no. was hoping you would see Eli's coming, but okay. Eli's coming home. Um, and I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna have the Falcons on a Thursday night play. I'll tweet that out. But I will, I will be taking the Falcons as a pick em at home on Thursday night in a desperation game. For Nick Costos, for Pete Prisco, I'm Will Brenton. It's been real. Talk to you guys later.